All right, welcome into the show. I assume I'm on the air because my whole conversation I was having with TJ during the break was ignored. Sorry, I forgot to hit the uh, button to switch you over. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard nothing. I'm sorry. All right, here's here's my question. All right, this is carrying over from the crossover. Um, There's no way that bear spray works. There's just no way. (laughs) There's no way. That video is so ridiculous. I told him that, too. I was like, first off, if a bear is right there 20 yards away, he is not that calm and just standing there spraying a cloud of spray. No No one is. He's going to be screaming and running and being chased by a bear. That's how that bear spray is going to work. It's it's funny. So many things. And, by the way, welcome to the Plank Show. We'll get to all the Baker stuff here in just a second. Recruiting uh, like, like a baller. Is Brent Venables now so much so even the OU football Twitter account is on it in on it. We've got tons on, gosh, the NBA, the emergence of Chad Holmgren, the fun of the summer league. Ton to get to, ton to get to on the show. But TJ, before you move move aside for one, I almost said Drake for some reason, Josh Elmer. I've got to know, like, I, how are you supposed to gauge? It says when the bear is twenty yards away, spray. That's why and I say then, it doesn't work. It's not going to work. And then calmly walk away? <sighs> All right. It's my greatest fear, man. There's two great fears that I have, just just to be clear. Well, three. I hate snakes. I'm afraid of a bear attack. <laughs> and I'm afraid of a tiger attack. I, I, when was the last time you heard about a tiger attack from someone just walking down the street in Norman or, or, or around Goldsby? It's, just, I'm, it's my fears. So I don't think you'll ever see me up on that. Anytime – I'm afraid – so we'll go to, like, Mount Scott, that area. What is – um? oh, gosh, the the Wachita Mountains, is that what they are? I'm really bad with my memory. And, like, there'll be buffalo on the path. My wife's like, oh, it's fine. You just go walk by. I'm like, no, I am not walking by that thing. Our longhorns, these are wild freaking animals. They don't care about you. But ha- be safe. Have fun, Toby. That bear spray hopefully works. My gosh, man. I'm going to be nervous for the next eight days. I'm going to be worried sick. Toby, you're going to have to text me every single time that you get back from one of your mountain hikes. I will not do well. We're on the road, as we are every single Thursday with the Plank Show. We are at Cavens Construction. In fact, Gary has loaded us up today. We're going to hear from Gary coming up in a bit. Jessica L is going to join us. Chris Smith is going to join us. We've got a lot to talk about. Because there's a lot going on here at Cavens. And as always, if you know what you want to talk about before we dive into it, there's an easy way to get involved with the show. You can hit us up on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Or everybody should be following us at KREF Sports at 947 The Ref or at Buzz Tulsa. You can pick up the phone and call us on the Riverwind Casino line at 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. Or... Hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you? I'm doing good. Are we happy this morning that Baker is free at last, free at last? I am. I'm very happy for Baker. I'm not too upset about the landing spot either because I like Matt Rule. Uh, I'm not as down on Carolina as some people are. I do think they're a quarterback away from being a playoff contender. But I'm very triggered this morning, Josh. So here's my question. I have a lot of positive things to get to, right? We had a great – we've had a couple of great stories in recruiting to talk about. We've we've got the 
all Big 12 snub from the Oklahoma Sooners in the preseason poll, which I'm not really triggered about, but I'm just intrigued by, like, who, who fills these out? Do you get a, a Big 12 ballot? No, but I probably would if I asked for one. Oh, okay. well, I don't get one. I mean, does anyone at the station get one? Mm, not that I'm aware of, unless right. maybe Parker does. Right, maybe Parker does, okay? And you're right. Maybe if we asked for one and we were a little bit more proactive on it, we'd get one. I don't know. But, like, I don't – who votes on these is, number one, what I want to know. And what is the representation of Oklahoma people? Because, like, I knew of, uh, of like, two Oklahoma guys that voted on it. And they're very proud that they voted on it. And, and I know of only, believe it or not, two Oklahoma State people that would vote on it regularly. So where are these votes coming from? Who, who Who's – Who's voting on this is more, I guess, the specific of it. And I don't really know. I don't really know if I'm too triggered by that at all. I think it's because I don't think it's a situation where any of us should be too outraged. But in the same vein, I think you're encouraged because you saw immediately what the head coach did and how he used it for motivation. So I'm not triggered about that. I'm happy about that. So it's your choice, Josh. We can get to what I'm triggered over, which is not even the list that Pierce sent us last night, which I'm very triggered over. Or we can start happy and talk. It's your choice. It's a Thursday. You know, we're over the hump. We're on the downward slide from the weekend. Um, I had a great question brought up on a on an interview I was just on on Big Ten Radio before the show started. But do you want to go happy or do you want to go triggered off the top? Probably happy. Let's start off on the right foot here. I want to go triggered. <laughs> okay, well, we can do that instead. No, no, no. Are you in studio or are you uh, running the show? Uh, I'm hanging out running the show. Okay, I'll okay. probably slide over there here in just a okay. second. Um, positives. I don't know. I don't want to play a game of I told you so yet. We're still a long way out. And I understand that as far as rankings are concerned, there's still some work to be done. But isn't it nice, nice, Josh, to see social media conversations, I would assume message board conversations, conversations on our Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 um, that aren't freaking out about OU recruiting? I've said this a lot. This has been my, if I have one go-to take on this, you could do a lot of traffic with a panic freakout article on Soonerscoop.com, OUinsider.com, KREFSports.com, I don't know, any other website, TulsaWorld.com, News OK, whatever. You could do some hella traffic if you wanted to write a clickbait-ish, the Sooners are in recruiting trouble. Oh, they're just not getting the guys. Texas is dominating them right now. But what, what did nobody do? Nobody wrote an article like that. Why? Because even the most cynical people that cover recruiting, Josh, are telling you it's going to be okay. And, you know, Parker Thune, to me, and it's not just because he's on our station, it's my, my feeling. I think he's one of the best when it comes to covering recruiting. And even he was, a when I would pass him in the halls, I'm like, Parker, should I be freaking out? Even his response, off the record, if you will. What was it, Josh? It's going to be fine. They're going to have a big July. It's going to be okay. And it's a little different because 
all the glitz and glamour of early commits and then maybe a guy decommitting, you're not going to have that with Oklahoma because once you're commit committed, you're committed. It's like the great Seinfeld reservation conversation. I think I understand a res- what a reservation is. I don't think you do whenever Gary uh, Jerry Seinfeld wants to get a car. I think that's what that's the challenge Brent Venables has made on his commitments. I don't think you know. I want you to commit to us. I'm committed, but I'm going to take another couple of other trips. I don't think you understand what a commitment means. So it's different, Josh, but with what happened last night, and I guess over the last, what, you know, 48, 72 hours, it's, um, it's pretty exciting times for Oklahoma Sooner football on the recruiting side, isn't it? And what's still about to come, you know, Logan Howland is somebody that has recently picked up a couple of crystal ball projections from one Parker Thune and Brandon Drum and somebody else, a national guy that I can't remember their name. But uh, Logan Howland is somebody that, you know, many thought might follow his high school quarterback and, and be teammates at Iowa. Doesn't sound like that's the case. Sounds like it's going to be a win for Bill Biedenboe to pair with what uh, is starting to turn into a really nice-looking offensive line class with Joshua Bates and Heath Ozida and Caden Green. We think his commitment is set to be on deck here pretty shortly. So, yes, it's already starting off to be a great July. And Jaquay's Petaway, man, you think about just the what his game looks like. Exactly. Well, kind of looks like a Hollywood Brown. Kind of looks like a D.D. Westbrook. He's got at least three 100-meter times that are faster than 10.5 seconds. Is that fast? Because that sounds fast to me, Josh. My man can fly. Yeah, I was watching his commitment video, which was pretty cool last night, but a four-star wide receiver, Cypress, Texas, Langham Creek. Uh, Marvin Mims hosted him whenever he came in on his official visit. And Petaway has made his pledge to the University of Oklahoma. So, I again, I know that there's still going to be that, well, Texas has done this. I want to remind you guys, Texas has always done well, always in recruiting. This whole idea that, wow, Texas is just crushing it on the recruiting trail. They have always crushed it on the recruiting trail, always. Always go back and look at the history. Five, top five, top six, top seven, top three. And what happens on the field? So you add Petaway along with the, you know, recent commitment of names like, and again, I'll still buy. His mom, actually, someone had tweeted at his mom, Phil Pichotti. Is that how we say the linebacker's Pichotti, name? Pichotti. That's Pichotti, right. Phil Pichotti out of Pennsylvania. You add him with uh, Omoshigo, the linebacker out of Crandall, Texas. That's a pretty good three-player haul over, what, the last week. And as you said, Josh, it feels like it's just getting started. Just getting started. 11 commits now and number 25 in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. So, everybody, no more freaking out. No more freaking out over the Sooners being ranked in the 40s. You know, you touched on this, I think, a little bit last week, but – and I don't know. You know, I'm starting to get a little bit older now, so maybe I'm just forgetful in this respect. 
But Texas has always recruited well, and yet I can't remember in recent years collectively the Oklahoma fan base sort of reacting the way that they have with Texas in some regard. Well, look at what Texas is doing, and why is Oklahoma where they're at in the recruiting rankings? I, I do still see quite a quite a bit of OU fans that say, yeah, we've seen you recruit well before. But I just wonder, is it the Arch Manning factor, this go-around that has that certain faction of the fan base or did have that certain faction of the fan base that was like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. We need to get some commits. Yeah, I think it is. And also it's the way that the Arch Manning commitment is being covered, Josh. I think that's part of it too, right? This is – this is, and, and we'll see, time's going to tell, right? <clears throat> but this is being treated as one of the all-time greatest grits uh, gets in college football history. I mean, it really is, right? Look at the way it's covered. When was the last time you remember around the horn debating something in college recruiting? Not that I gauge anything on what ESPN's debate shows talk about, but when you look up and one of their topics is, hey, what's what about this Arch Manning thing? That's a pretty big deal so yeah I think that has everything to do with it right now if I understood what you were laying out correctly you did and everybody it's all good goose fraba everything's okay in Soonerville but is everything okay in Cleveland there's the happy there's the positive Cruton going well it's a good time to be a Sooner it's a good time to be a Sooner fan and I'm pumped not just for what Brentville's, not just what Brent Venables is doing now, but what I think they're going to continue to do. And, you know, I, I probably don't give Travis enough credit. Travis, whenever we would have these conversations, we would reach out and be like, dude, these people got to calm down. I know it's crazy. You got to see my DMs right now, but it's going to be okay. I feel the same way. And, again, there's a part of me that gets it. Because there is a whole, I guess you could say, era of OU football that these early recruiting rankings were a big deal, right? And you'd be high. But how many times did you have a guy decommit at the last minute or not end up signing or end up going somewhere else? It's frustrating. In this instance, I think that's going to be out the door. All right, quick break. We got to talk Baker. We'll do it next. It's Plank Show. We're live from Cavens Construction on a Thursday with Josh Elmer, I'm Chris Plank. Pierce, the intern in the house on the home of Sooner. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Oh, no. I just saw this tweet. It's very concerning. Very concerning tweet that just hit my timeline, Josh Elmer. Uh, Nick Moyle, who covers the Texas Longhorns for the San Antonio Express News, has tweeted that Anheuser-Busch is the new beer sponsor for Texas. With this five-year agreement, Bud Light will debut limited edition Bud Light Longhorns packaging and bring unique fan experiences to DKR. Now, athletes still can't endorse booze. The Horns won't have any players involved in those ads, but I got to be honest with you. Your move, OU, not necessarily the University of Oklahoma, I should say. Your move, Anheuser-Busch, 
We need some OU branded cans, Josh. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And feel free to toss the horns down on ours. We're okay with that. That would be pretty funny, right? How quickly would that deal probably go in, up in smoke? <laughs> but, yeah, breaking news on that front. Welcome back into the Plank Show. We're at Cavens Construction. It is a Thursday edition. Pierce is running the show. He's the first voice you hear when you call the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000. That's Josh. He's the first voice you hear when you text. No, I'm just kidding. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. And we're going to talk to Jessica coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, sorry, 20 minutes from now. Joey Helmer back in his regular 11 a.m. slot on this here Thursday. And for those of you who like to plan ahead, we're reportedly – reportedly Josh Helmer kicking off the show tomorrow with one JT Gasso. How excited are you for that? Oh, are you kidding me? Let's go. Giddy up. In a time-honored tradition here on the Plank Show, massive news broke literally as soon as we left the air. Yes. I mean, it, it could not have been any quicker, right? I felt like we signed off, got in my car, went over to OU, Sat down to do my interview with Ana Yanusa, which was awesome, by the way. Sooner fans be looking for that. Ana really going deep on her uh, her fight to get back, and, and I'm excited for that in 2022-23. But, Josh, got to be honest with you. The attention was somewhere else when I saw that Baker was on his way to Carolina. This is our first chance to react to it. Your initial reaction on the trade, what would you think? Well, what we've spent months discussing that it it just felt like for both parties, Cleveland, once they traded for and put that amount of money and guarantees and years into Deshaun Watson, even in spite of everything that he's got going on, the now four outstanding lawsuits against him. And it was, 20-something when he arrived in Cleveland. As soon as that happened, there there just needed to be a break for both sides. Right. There needed to be a separation. Yeah, there was a possibility that the NFL could suspend Deshaun Watson and, and probably still will for this season, but maybe for the entirety of the season. And, and that puts Cleveland in a bind in terms of what do we do for a starting quarterback. Is Jacoby Brissett – is that going to be good enough? Do you treat this year as just a wasted year all of a sudden in Cleveland? Then it would make sense, right, that Baker Mayfield, you have one final year on that contract, and lo and behold, he can play the hero for you one final time. But ultimately, this is the resolution probably all parties needed. And Baker Mayfield gets to go to a place that in Carolina has at least one piece that's similar to what he enjoyed in Cleveland. And if Christian McCaffrey could stay healthy, that's a very, very good running back. Now, it's a little bit different running back in McCaffrey than either Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, but I do like that part of this for Baker Mayfield. He's got, uh, obviously, Moore and Anderson on the outside as receivers, so it's it's a good fit. And the other thing that I like about it, Plank, is that you've got a head coach in Matt Rule that, look, he's got to win, and he's got to win right now. So can I get to – I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I, I like to fit in Carolina. Carolina needed a quarterback there. Um, I, I was trying to find the number, and I haven't been able to find it all day long. But heading into last year, 
I think that they had lost more one-score games than anyone in the NFL. So, yeah, I I like the move. I, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be rooting for Carolina, and I dig it even more that Carolina and Cleveland plays in the opening week of the season. Here's where I'm triggered, and here's what I'll never understand. Why do Cleveland fans, a, a, a small number, I don't think it's a massive number. I think it's a small number. But why do they act like Baker Mayfield was some sort of anchor on their organization? Why is there this faction of Cleveland Browns fans that act like he's the reason they've been an embarrassment in the National Football League since the day that they were, I don't know, created? Why do they not give him any love for giving them not only their own, a, a playoff win, but their only playoff win since they are the new Browns, and the first time, what, they'd even made a run of the playoffs since 94. 19, I was 19 years old. I was a stud. It's the last time Cleveland was any good. And suddenly they're acting like they're the bell of the ball, and suddenly they're acting like they're the place to be. You're Cleveland, bro. I'm going to root for you because you got Perrion, you got Mike Woods, and you've got Isaiah Thomas. But the way that they just – Dump all over Baker Mayfield makes absolutely zero sense to me, Josh. None. And it never will. And and there's a part of me, like, I said, there, there was this nerd, and I can't think of any other way to, to put it, this freaking nerd that somehow got tweeted in my timeline nonstop. And I guess I was even more triggered because somehow he was a blue check dude that does nothing but tweet. And it's like, glad to finally get that menace out of town. And I'm like, what? the hell are you talking about look at the history of the cleveland browns nobody embraced you like he did nobody not a single soul when it comes to the cleveland browns right miles garrett miles garrett's great but i mean even he tried to murder mason rudolph on the field baker never did that never did anything embarrassing like that but yet it's like oh man we're all about Miles Garrett. Did I say Miles Rudolph? Miles Garrett. Oh, we're all about Miles Garrett. I'm like, but yet for some reason, he's blamed for all the problems. Um, the river is on fire. It's Baker Mayfield's problem. Our town's a dump. It's Baker Mayfield's problem. I mean, what? How did this happen? How did he suddenly become, in the eyes of a handful of Browns fans, the biggest problem for Cleveland? Meanwhile, you're celebrating a dude who's looking at potentially a year-plus suspension. Where where did this attitude come from, and why is it triggering me so much? Yeah, it, it does seem a little bit unfair from Cleveland Brown fans that quickly have forgotten they had won one game over the two seasons combined prior to Baker Mayfield being drafted number one overall and coming in there and obviously winning a playoff game. Now, did he win the playoff game individually? No. No. You know, obviously was help from his defense and playmakers and the running backs, all of that, team victory. Still, Baker Mayfield played a large role in getting that Cleveland Browns team to where it was in the playoffs to win that game versus the Steelers. I really, you know, honestly, I put a lot of the blame on first take and undisputed and get up. I just think ESPN and these other talk shows with Baker Mayfield, with the Cleveland Browns, created this 
narrative around the Cleveland Browns that, oh, man, this is the best roster in the National Football League, and Baker Mayfield is bringing them down. Will Baker Mayfield improve? Why can't Baker Mayfield improve? Why is Baker Mayfield acting like this in a press conference? I mean, they really made him the target of their ire, and I think it's a little bit monkey see, monkey do with the Cleveland Browns fans. They see it on TV and they mirror it. I, I took. I, I did a show this morning. I was on from five to eight a.m. on Mad Dog Sports Radio, and the very first caller because I, I I went with a lot of this same idea. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. The two points that he brought up were this: Baker should just sack up and go out there and play for Cleveland because it's just. He's not going to end up with a better situation than he has at Cleveland, which might be fair. But the second was, and also I think it says something that, what, the number one pick three years ago only got a fifth-round pick. I'm just thinking to myself, should be, should be lucky you got anything with the way that you've treated him and the way that your front office has basically committed general manager malpractice. I mean, it's just he's been treated like crap. And not just by the team, but by a faction of the fan base. And I'll never – it's just Josh, it'll never make sense to me. Now, again, I understand that we come from a place where things didn't necessarily go so well for a quarterback that was undefeated at Oklahoma. And there may have been some boo-birds from the student section. Now, I just want to make this very clear. I bring that up because that's the natural reaction of a non-OU fan that's listening today that's like, well, you guys booed Spencer Rattler. I want to make this very clear. I was against that. I, I stood up and said, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So I come at it from a position where I didn't condone any of that. I mean, from Raider fans booing Derek Carr in the last game at Jacksonville uh, against Jacksonville when they got hosed by the officials to uh, Falcon fans being all upset with Matt Ryan. I, I've never understood this disdain for guys that have done so much for you. And I don't know, maybe we'll be challenged if things go south this year for a couple of players at OU or if things don't go well for Baker, right? Maybe Cleveland will finally have their day to say, see, I told you. But it's just, it's never connected to me, man. It never has. Maybe the analogy is for a Cleveland Browns fan, uh, you know when you're broke and you don't have any money, suddenly you start making money? Your first idea is, that, man, I should save. When you're broke and you first start making money, what do you usually end up doing? You end up spending a lot more money than you ever did before. When you're when you're overweight or out of shape and you suddenly lose a lot of weight and you're out on the market, you've got a whole new realm of possibilities, right? Things are different. I feel like Cleveland is kind of in that category where they had their one good year and now all of a sudden they're acting like they're in some sort of category that is – Chiefs-esque, that is Brady-esque, that is, I don't know, Josh, throw another NFL team in there that's had consistent success if you want. I don't get it. The I think what makes it matter than anything is the arrogance around it, right? Yeah, I mean, Baker's not good enough for us. Well, right. who the hell was the last 20-plus <laughs> years? Nobody has been since he moved back to Cleveland, I, I get 
I get wanting to get better and improve your roster, and I'm not going to sit on here and act like Baker Mayfield, while having thrown 92 touchdowns, hasn't thrown 56 interceptions in his career. And I'm not going right. to sit here and act like Baker Mayfield is completing 90% of his passes or has 150 passer rating, right? We understand. Baker Mayfield has had some ups and downs as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. But Baker's had quite a few more ups, I would say, in terms of what he started with in Cleveland and where he leaves Cleveland. Quite a few more ups than downs. And just for the lack of appreciation from not every Cleveland Browns fan, but for the what seems like a wide majority to feel like, yep, we're better off. Let's wash our hands of this yeah. uh, Baker Mayfield situation. We're on to a real quarterback like Deshaun Watson. It just, it just doesn't seem right. I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. Um, and I understand. He didn't play well last year, right? He's got to play better. But to, to act as if he was the worst thing that ever happened to Cleveland and he was the problem is just absolutely enraging. Let's get a break. Sorry. I told you I get triggered over this. I'm very triggered over it. It's We're giving a pass to so many people in sports and yet acting like Baker Mayfield was an issue beyond playing poorly last season in Cleveland. And that's the one thing that will never make any sense to me. Never. We're at Cayman's Construction. Uh, Jessica L's coming up with us here in just a bit. She'll talk about the maintenance side of things. Joey Helmer at 11 a.m. as we talk a hot, hot July in recruiting for the Sooners next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Ooh, it's uh, hopping on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um, I, I got, saw this earlier from my man Dodger Blaine who tweeted at us. I was talking about bears, tigers, and snakes on my three big fears, Josh. He writes, I hate snakes too, even the ones they say don't bite. I'm telling you right now, when my son graduated from high school, what are we back, like four weeks ago? Maybe more than that. There was a massive well, – what was a massive snake to me? Have I told this story on the air? Not that I can recall. That literally, like, slithered right in front of me in my – in my off, walking out to my detached garage, and I panicked like a 10-year-old. And I don't know if my – if Wes has any footage. <laughs> Wes, we could be rich. And I'm breaking out like a shovel to try to get it. And then it snaps at me. And I freak out. And I get into the air. And I throw it up in the air. And I, ah, scared me to death. And then the next day, dude, I'm driving down my road. And there is a massive snake in the middle of the road. Massive. Well, that's not as scary the next day. Well, I, I run over it. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, play pill snake the Ford edge, just going out, run right over the damn thing, right? And so I do the little circle around, a circle back around. I, if, if you are a snake lover, this is not for you. I'm just going to admit I'm scared of them. Uh, the only purpose that they serve is to scare me, okay? And when I turn back around to make sure that the job was done, Josh, the snake was gone. Oh, man. And now it's probably, probably right outside your house waiting on you. 
You think that snake sees a black Ford Edge and thinks, that's him. Got him. Found him. At long last. It's like that Rick and Morty whenever uh, Morty had the portal where he put the wine. Have you seen that one yet? That's a great episode, yes. It is. I just watched it two nights ago. Uh, it's and they're, This snake is creating this group of people to come after me and get me. I can feel it. I can sense it. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Dodger Blaine. It, now, now I'm going to be petrified driving back home. Uh, hold on. I, I clicked the wrong button because Pierce has been doing an incredible job on the uh, prep page. Since you guys are talking about Baker right to the 479 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line, can you share your opinions on his chance to start with Darnold there? Is it a guarantee he wins the job? What say you, Josh? I don't know that I'll say it's just a – complete guarantee but I feel pretty strongly Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers going into next season I've seen some opinions out there where folks feel like yeah but they're only paying him backup quarterback money you know I just think when when you I know it's not third round draft capital or you know top 100 pick draft capital or whatever but to me, yes, Baker Mayfield will start for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think Corral's ready for that. And I like uh, I like Baker Mayfield's opportunity and a prove-it type year to go play well. And to just kind of hit the trifecta of all the topics we've talked about so far in the show before we get caught up on a break and Jessica joins us uh, from the 405. You're not recruiting to beat Texas. You're recruiting to win a title. Great. UT does less with more. The teams we're chasing don't. It's those teams we need to beat. And I just, though I think it's natural, Josh, it's a good point, but you are going to grade and gauge yourself against your rivals, especially when we have an Arch Manning situation going on. It's only natural. Oklahoma fans are going to look and see bright and shiny things for the Texas Longhorns. Why do they have bright and shiny things and where is where are the Oklahoma Sooners new uh, bright and shiny toys in this recruiting class? But the the texter is right. Ultimately, the angst for OU fans, a lot of it is generated by, hey, what the heck? We're 40th right, right now in the recruiting rankings. And, you know, the, the quick rebuttal to that would be Alabama wasn't all that highly ranked in the recruiting rankings recently. Right? I mean, weren't they kind of in that same neighborhood with OU? But nobody's going to panic or freak out about Alabama because, again, it's Alabama and that thing's proven. They're going to wind up with a great class, and guess what? They're going to wind up probably winning national championships in that class because every player that stayed four years under Nick Saban has won a national championship. But I get the gist of the point, which is, hey, we need more four- and five-star talent. We need blue chippers. And we need to be on par with the Clemsons, Alabamas, Ohio States, and Georgias of the world in the recruiting rankings if we're going to win a national championship. All right, quick break. Uh, Keep the text coming. No, Big Bad Wolf. I did not run over Kevin Durant. It was a real snake who I think is plotting to come get me with all of his snake friends. I have a little trash pile that's going on the side of my house. Hey, if if anyone knows of a trash removal service, not like trash trash, but like literal metal and things of that nature, any trash removal places, I'm here for your business right now. Hit me up at Plank Show on Twitter. But I just imagine they've got some army that they're grooming over there to come get me, Josh. 
My mind works in weird ways. We're talking Cavens Construction, where we're hanging out here in Norman Next, right here on the ref. All right, to put a wrap on hour one, we are joined in our mobile Cavens Construction studios by, you know, it's, it's kind of unfair. I always just say Jessica L. Mm-hmm. Why is that unfair? I don't know, because there's a Jessica C, and then, you know, I could say Jessica Lyle. Mm-hmm. But or do you take your married name now? It's still not yet. Okay. I'm going to. All right. So in the future, it might be Jessica VT. Jessica VT. VT. What is your married name? Von Tunglin. Oh, that's a much different shift yeah. from Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> JVT. I like it, though. That's the nickname. You're mm-hmm. now JVT. Well, JVT. Um, first of all, you were smashing success the last time you were in, Wait, as you what? saw on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Base? You do, and it's growing every single day. <laughs> but the most important thing here is to spread the word about what Cavens Maintenance does. So I, we were joking during the break, Josh. Not really a way to make maintenance sound entertaining, no, but no it's, way to glamorize it. it's there when you need it is the yes. best way to put it, yeah. right? Unfortunately, there are things that come up in people's businesses and homes that they don't want to deal with and don't want to think about. So that's what you can call us for. Or email, text, send a carrier pigeon. I still want to find that person. They probably live by me. That is like, <laughs> I can't get out. Just send the carrier pigeon out there. Mm. Jessica will somehow find it. Yes. So when we say commercial maintenance, what does that all entail? I think some people get mad at me. It's like, you just say commercial maintenance. What does it all entail? What do you guys do? Um, Plumbing, HVAC, electrical, environmental stuff. And by that, I mean air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, mold remediation, carpet cleaning. There's needs that you probably don't even realize you need mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as a business owner right now. Water intrusion can yes, be an issue yes. that needs to be taken care of immediately. I know it's wild to think about it when it's going to be 105 out today, but, you know, snow removal yes, is something in the future. That's a big one for us. And that's one of those things that people don't really think they're going to need until they do. And a lot of times we those services do fill up quickly for us. So we try to encourage our regular maintenance customers to kind of get in the queue for that as early as possible because if it doesn't end up being as bad of a snowstorm, we can always cancel or pull out of a job, but it's a lot harder to sneak one into the schedule. Which is why you got to get on board now, right, mm-hmm. when you're looking yep. ahead. So cavensconstruction.com, that's the website to go to. Um, why did I just lose the phone number here? 405 405- Five seven three three zero four eight. Why do I want to put six five one in the front of it? Four zero five five seven three three zero four eight in Tulsa, in Dallas. You can find those numbers on the website at CavensConstruction.com. And you've got crews, right? I mean, mm-hmm. literally, you're available twenty four seven, three sixty five. When a problem arrives, you, you guys take care of it. We do. All right, so what's your big plans this summer? You got a vacation plan or anything? No, I already went on vacation. Oh, that's right. You got married. Yeah, I went to Belize. How was it? It was great. Beautiful. We saw a lot of cool stuff. Belize, if nobody, if you haven't been there, is a really easy com- like country to travel to because you don't have to change your currency and English is the language, so it's really simple to travel to. How far was the flight? Well, I normally fly out of Dallas, okay. and that's normally just about a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Well, and you can get direct ones, too. That's not bad at all. Mm-mm. Where'd you have to stop? No, I never. I don't stop. Oh, but you drove you do, down to Dallas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My, well, I'm from Durant, Oklahoma, so we normally 
bop into Durant and visit family and then go on to Dallas. Durant. I have a friend of mine that I work with really? at OU. Oh, yeah? She drives every day from Durant to Norman. Why? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh. Her family lives there, and that's her. Maybe it's, it's either Durant or Duncan, one of those two, and that's not much closer either. Durant's so, about a two-hour drive. Yeah, I would assume that it's Duncan. Yeah, yeah. All those D schools, are, all those D cities get confused for mm -hmm. me. But mm -hmm. Belize, okay. That's yeah. not, it's not bad. Right off the uh, – Right off the coast of the Gulf of Mexico? Huh. Are you Googling it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I wasn't familiar with it right now. <laughs> I'm looking at a map of it right now. See, look, I'm not even kidding when I say I got it pulled up. I've been like four times. That's great. Have you really? Yeah. So you would give it the thumbs up of approval. Toby Rowland, um, who does our morning show, is traveling to Montana this summer, and he had to buy bear spray. Bear spray? So, bear spray. Is there any special things you have to take for safety in Belize? Like no. bear spray? Um. You know, the weird thing about Belize is sometimes the mosquitoes are really bad, and you go in the rainy season, like September. Huh. And get this, you can bring bug spray into the country, but every time I've tried to leave with it, the customs you. people huh. take it. So thumbs up for Belize. Yeah, yeah. And thumbs up for Caven's Construction. Yes, definitely. I think we did our job. Thanks, we Jess. We did it. You bet. Take your time out. <laughs> Hour two coming up next on the Home of Sooner Fans.